0: ounces oh <laughs> i went to wegman's <clears throat> and i saw a 24 pack for a good price mm-hmm. so i got it and then i realized it was a good price because these are baby bottles yeah like, that's
1: a that's a good size though
0: but three sips and it's done
1: yeah
0: i feel like uh, a giant i
1: i would like i like the uh the coke coke cans that are seven ounces
0: the little baby ones
1: yeah, because that's a perfect mixer size as well.
0: Yeah, it just makes you feel like a giant.
1: Yeah. Also, I feel like I have diabetes whenever I have uh,
0: <laughs> a regular one.
1: A regular or twelve ounce and twenty or twenty-four ounce. That's not going to happen these days.
0: Mm. Well, the worst this is one. when if you don't finish it, and then you just have like lukewarm Coke sitting around. And you could feel finish. it disintegrating your teeth.
1: And slowly destroying the the packaging that it's held within.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen when they put an egg in a glass of Coke uh, it dissolves it into nothing?
1: I haven't seen the egg. I've seen the penny that it can clean really well.
0: Yeah, that's fucking gross. It's like when they, on YouTube, some guy was like, I forgot I had this McDonald's cheeseburger in my trunk for eight years. it yeah, opens it's... it up and the only thing that's gone bad is the bread. Like the cheese yeah. and the meat are perfectly fine. Anyways, this is the Valiant 33 podcast. I'm Mike. With me, I have Stu. We come to you after RNYFC's second game, which they lost 3-1 to one to New England Revolution 2. We were not at this game. We were watching uh, at the bar and from home for this one, but we're going to get into it regardless.
1: Yeah, so uh, there, there were a bunch of positives, so we did score our first goal, forgot a Got a pretty good goal, I would say. There were a bunch more shots on goal. So one of the issues we had with the first game was they had three shots, none of them on net. I think they had more than that in the first five minutes. Not that the highlights would tell you. Uh, there, There were two goal line clearances that I think without an MLS caliber keeper would have been a goal each. They were much better offensively. The midfield also seemed a lot more connected. On a personal note, the players did acknowledge the fans before the game, which was one of our our things, which I I will give credit that some of the players and the uh, team reached out to us after the game, which was nice. And when we click, we moved the ball really well. And also the uh, ref wasn't a a bag of stupid like the previous game.
0: (laughs) Big old bag of stupid. Yeah, they had uh, 22 shots total this game, nine on target. Um, which is a lot better than the first time around. Um, Just to note the first formation. And I know we've talked about formations and how it doesn't really matter. The starting formations are basically pointless, but they were four, two, three, one this time they did a four, four, two. I think they looked a lot better in that Mm -hmm. formation. And of those nine shots on target, seven were blocked. So really it was just new England getting in front of the ball. Um, There's a, I liked how in the first half we really opened it up. We were taking it to them. Uh, It was just the same problem as last game, which is just the finishing. Couldn't do it.
1: Uh, Yeah, they they did at least get a lot closer this time. But, yeah, there were a lot of shots direct on keeper, which is tough.
0: And the revs also had uh, 18 clearances, so... They did kind of go into panic mode a couple times uh, when we overwhelmed overwhelmed them in the final third. So, going from the first game to this game, I'd say it's a it's a large improvement. Uh, it's just a little worrisome at this point defensively. I I don't know necessarily what it is, but I guess this is what we were told was going to happen. They want a super attacking style. Uh, it just doesn't necessarily work that well when your attacking style doesn't always pay off, uh, but you still have that openness on the back end. Moving forward to Chicago, I would really like to see some steps defensively.
1: Yeah, so, so now going on to some of the negatives, there were a few soft goals which we let in. We'll talk about that a little bit more. The, the defense tended to overcommit on defense. There were, there were a couple times that I saw players giving a, a rev offensive player with the ball 10 yards and just continuing to run away, with, away from them, which didn't seem very necessary. Um, especially at at points, we were playing three at the back with Banneker as kind of the third center back. And it just felt like we were just running away from them, basically.
0: So I guess the only specific negative thing that I can call out is that third goal, which was offside. Uh, I I drew the little stupid VAR lines myself, but even watching it live, you could tell he was offside. His shoulder was off. Yeah. But the three defenders back there had no idea he was even there. They didn't know anything about him, which, you know, it's just a slight situational hiccup. But that was the most, you know, apparent mistake that I saw.
1: So going into the goals a little bit the um we still also have another uh, another negative to talk about is the first goal I felt that that was the wall should have been a better job. So it went through the wall and I can't really blame blame the goalkeeper for that one.
0: The free kick second, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that second goal right before halftime.
1: The first goal was the the free kick. You sure? Yep. Maybe the second goal was uh, another free kick as well. I thought that was just against play where...
0: The first goal... Nope,
1: nope, you were completely correct. Yeah,
0: the first goal was when the keeper just passed it to the other team.
1: Yep, yeah, that one... Yeah, the... the... Lost all my street cred, Mike.
0: (laughs) Sorry, we didn't have any to begin with
1: the uh yeah the first goal was clear clear goalkeeper error um the second one was it went through through the wall which you can't really blame them the, the third even with offside the defense has to be talking to each other better um i think that's one area that we're definitely seeing i'll be honest i don't i know the revolution 2 existed in usl 1 last year i don't know if a lot of the players came back from here but it felt like they were better organized in situations like that.
0: Well, I'll, I'll accept the, the second goal, the free kick right before half. I, I, it's, yeah. it's a team
1: failure, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a set piece. I mean, whatever. He, he hit it top corner. The first goal was just a bad pass. I mean, it, there's a, enough of the other team around in the box where you don't necessarily need to make that pass right in front of the goal. And then the third, the third one, it w- wasn't a strong shot. It, it's not like it was uh, a belter to the bottom corner. That one could have been saved as well. So I guess mm-hmm. I, I just would like to see a little bit more quality uh, from the keeper position moving forward. And I don't know whether that, I mean, it, it's easy to say, you know, cause on the tail end of it, when you see the end of a play, which results in a goal, it's easy to just blame the keeper. I'd, didn't necessarily crunch the numbers and see, was there a defensive breakdown in front of them? It just seems at, at least over the past two games, when a big save needs to be made, it hasn't been made yet.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's, I think it's been put in some bad, bad situations, but I'm hoping he just needs a run of games. I'm not, we're not really clear of how much he was playing before he came over to us. Obviously, we haven't had the greatest lead in as a team with the the coach being with the players for now about 2 weeks and and this is kind of how how lower division soccer goes it's and at really any soccer the, the team you start the start the year with isn't going to be the team you end the year with but i'm really hoping that they they figure that out and but we need to we need to see some good saves
0: and i'm not saying to bench them like you can give them more games i just need to see more moving forward.
1: The other aspect that I, I know that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about, if you watch the game, you saw the supporters in the top right corner, and then you didn't see the supporters in the top right corner in the second half. We uh, we found out that they set off a smoke bomb, which is one of the one of the rules at MLS Next Pro. You're not allowed to, but I also haven't seen a player get carded for not um, tucking their shirt mm-hmm. in yet. Mm-hmm. And without warning, they were kicked out of the stadium after making, what, an eight-hour drive?
0: Just about that, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um Mike, I'll give you the floor.
0: Okay. You're going to regret this, but yeah. So you got the one team in the league who has fans who give a fuck enough to travel. Nobody else in this league is going to travel. Nobody cares. This is just a, a, a reserve league to everybody to everybody else. But to us, this is the league we're in. We give a shit. And to have fans who are willing to travel. We flew 12 hours to St. Louis. They drove eight hours to wherever the fuck they are. Uh, Foxborough. To kick them out for something as stupid and simple as a smoke bomb is the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking heard of before. You can't have your commissioner go on camera and say, oh, we yeah, we want a Division two. We want all these independent teams. They're not going to join. If this is how independent teams are treated, I I know this is like uh, and they're trying to build out this MLS period uh, period p- pyramid and make their own like kind of closed little system. You can't expect people to get excited about this league if you kick out people who are excited about this league. So really, all I'm gonna say about it is if that's how they reacted. For this game, for one smoke bomb, they're gonna have a fucking heart attack on April twenty third.
1: I can understand playing devil's advocate. I can understand the concerns that people have. It's a warning. If your security didn't search for these, knowing that uh, these guys weren't exactly covert about who they supported, they walked in with
0: drums and flags. Like, what what do you think comes with that? And, and, And 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 that's the thing is like. I know they probably didn't expect anybody to show up because it's a revs game and they pull fuck. Even the MLS one team pulls 15 fucking people. So I know this is a little new for you guys to have people who give a fuck, but this is what it looks like. And this, and to be honest with you, it's not going to stop. Like this was never good. This isn't going to stop us from doing anything. It's just going to get worse.
1: Yeah. I think this is going to be a, uh, a bigger deal for them. And I think it's going to make them look worse than what they're, than what they're thinking.
0: Well, everybody's already dunking on this league, calling it a joke. This doesn't help.
1: Well, we're we're trying,
0: we're trying to make the best of this. Like me and you, we didn't want this fucking league. We wanted USL. That's what we wanted. But for whatever reason, we're in this league. We got to trust that it's going to have a payoff at some point, but this is not a good look.
1: I agree. I think it's, I think that this is still the the same league, but I don't want to go the right league, but I don't want to go down that path right now. They need to realize these are, these are the things that lead to people not being interested in the independent teams, not being interested in joining the league, not being interested in a lot of things. And it may not seem like a big deal, but all of the specific concerns that anyone could have about smoke bombs can be resolved very easily by working with supporters to make sure that they're the right type, make make sure you're doing it in the right areas. Don't be a dick about it and just kick someone out without warning when nothing has been destroyed. Nothing has been damaged. It, and it's it just, not like
0: it's... They, no, they weren't around anybody. There's nobody in that stadium. They're off to the side. Nobody had a problem with it. Nobody complained. And I'll give our, our club credit. They made very clear when they had section A, the supporter section, when you sign up for that, they have it right there. Like, this is what's going to be there. If you don't like it, don't be in that section.
1: And and, and they've it, blocked they've blocked people buying tickets currently, unless you specifically signed up to be in that section. So right. you're not so going to
0: have no mistakes.
1: You're, you're not going to have Barbara from St. Louis accidentally showing up for <laughs> for the first game, in in that area, wondering why uh, people are saying the uh, the s word. Stupid. Yeah, that one.
0: So, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I, all, all I'm going to say is that I, I, I was expecting more. And maybe I'm stupid for expecting that this wasn't going to happen. Maybe I'm the naive one. It's just really hard for me to accept this as uh, I guess the standard moving forward because I don't accept it.
1: Yeah, uh, my concern is that at a high level, the, the concern for smoke bombs that is legitimate is for security and, and safety. But they aren't exactly, they're pretty obvious. And as we saw at St. Louis, they barely even looked at our tickets. They didn't do any security search whatsoever. I'm assuming they didn't do any security search in New England. So if the league is going to be so difficult and draconian about this, They need to they need to up their shit because all that their reasons for stating this is a big concern are being destroyed by their lack of concern with anything else. We could have brought whatever we wanted to in St. Louis. If that's a concern. They need to make it a bigger deal.
0: And the only reason that we didn't have smoke bombs in St. Louis is because we flew and you you, I don't want to get thrown in the, the gulag for flying with hazardous material like that's. The biggest no-no but if we drove you can bet your ass i would have had about six of them
1: yep okay so on to something else
0: (laughs) um yeah my blood pressure is up now (laughs) my ears are so
1: my final point with the with the game outside of the smoke bombs i think is i would have liked to have seen more subs brought in but i also think that we're we're looking to save players because we do have that open cup game on Thursday. And I know you wanted to talk about that.
0: Well, yeah, the, the, the subs they brought in were pretty much the same as last game. It was Rayo on the right pop. Surprisingly pop was subbed in as a left mid, but I, he didn't really play left mid. Um, and then uh, Ray Dre came in uh, up front. Um, I don't, I don't mind those subs. I think, I mean, those are all attacking players and I, I understand why he did it. As far as saving players for the Open Cup game, I wouldn't mind seeing a little uh, Paulo Soares and Reese make an appearance. I know I said that this is a must-win game to you before, and it is a must-win game now. I mean, we lost two league games in a row, and we cannot lose to an amateur team in the Open Cup. You can't do it. I, I wouldn't play around with the lineup outside of what would normally be switched up. Like, I don't know what's in Bruno's head, but if he's thinking about making lineup changes for the next league game, make them on Thursday, because I want a full strength lineup. And I, we cannot overlook Lansdowne. besides the embarrassment part of losing to an amateur team. Like we need the open cup on, on the fixture list that needs to be, we need to have those supplemental games. We can't go out, the first game we play.
1: Yeah. The, the whole backstory of the team is based on the open cup. win. if they didn't win the open cup in 99, who knows if the Dorkins would have brought it back. Who knows if Fardy would have gotten involved. I, I think the picture of the team would be significantly different. And if it, to be honest, I think we've played probably not great or really good teams. So St. Louis is the best team in, in the league. They've got a lot of MLS players. New England Revolution 2 came in with a good record, is one of the top teams, and also has last year that they played together. Losing to them in six months may not be as big a deal as it seems right now. If we lose three in a row, we're out of the Open Cup, that story of buying the team for the Open Cup goes away for the next nine months. Usually you'll play, in the first Open Cup game, you'll play kind of your B team, we can't do that. We need to win this game for a number of reasons. I just it, it, there's there's not a there's not a, a way that we decide to take it slow, sub off at of the fiftieth minute if we're up four zero, but don't go in and then hope that you can get that tying goal in the ninetieth.
0: I'm at the point where I, I wouldn't say I'm sick of the, the everybody talking about the Open Cup ninety nine win, but we need especially since this rebrand happened, we need something for this. We need new history, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, the last time we won anything was 2015 USL Championship. And before that was, what, the 2001 A-League? So there was a gap between the Raging Rhinos and the Rhinos in 2015.
1: There were a couple of league championships we won, but not the playoffs.
0: Right. So but No one no one cares about those. So in the position that we're in now, we need something, basically. And I know it's year one. I'm not saying we have to go out and win the league or we have to win the Open Cup or make it a deep run. We just need something to establish credibility of what this is now.
1: We need a run of a couple of, couple of ties just get a point. Don't care about the the uh, penalty shootout. Get a game where the entire team looks like they're communicating together because last game or St. Louis it's feel like it felt like defense and midfield played together pretty well. offense was where it fell apart a little. this game it felt like it was the offense and midfield who played together well and then the defense who just ran away from the ball again.
0: And a lot of that is is just time. I know I know. It, it, the team hasn't been together that long, and a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is just players getting used to playing with each other. It might come off like I'm about to hit the panic button, but I'm not. I'm not even looking at the panic button. We're two league games in. I'm just worried about this Open Cup game and the worst possible thing happen and that we go out. Because when you think about it, the home opener is April 23rd. If we go two league losses, then an open cup loss, and then you're just looking at Chicago going, we just need a point before the home opener. God forbid we lose that one. You're just hoping that the people that we're planning on going are either a into it, regardless of what the results are, or just haven't been paying attention and show up anyways.
1: Yeah. Well, and the unfortunate part is that. So the, I'll go a little bit into the so the camera. Obviously, this is the first time we'd seen the camera work, and it there's no camera work. It's basically a hundred and eighty degree camera that they use software to move the frame, and that's why the camera will just not follow the ball at all. Because it, the, if there's someone moving the camera, they're moving at fifteen degrees. Like the, there's. They're doing it about as cheaply as possible. It's and great that's the for other positional thing. That's, play.
0: The, that's the other fucking thing I want to talk about. If you want people to take this league seriously, I don't even care if it's someone with an iPhone holding it, Gonzo style. Just have a human being behind the camera so we could see what's happening. The goal, the first goal in, in this for the season, this new rebirth of the club, we almost missed it because this stupid robot. Like the technology yeah. that they're trying to use, I've worked with it before it's terrible. it doesn't it, it's not perfect like you I don't know it's it just shows a lack of attention to detail from the league and it, it goes back to not even considering that people actually give a shit about this league. I don't think they expect people to give a shit,
1: yeah, I, I think they're trying some different rules, just not just in the way that we were talking about it, but yeah, they I know that there's cost concerns, but it's also MLS there's got to be a couple cameras that they've got every team has college interns put one camera at each corner or just maybe at the 18 yard box line so that you can switch to that when you need to and just have a three camera setup nothing crazy it's it shouldn't be that difficult I mean we, we see the same shit in USL where the sideline cameras are great and then the main camera you can't tell anything because they're from the 1930 s and they they just had color added to them five, five minutes ago.
0: Yeah, but at this point, I'll take uh, a, uh, cameras with different color balances if there's human beings behind them and I can see what's actually happening on the field. The, uh... <laughs> like... it,
1: it, 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 the final complaint not related to the team is uh, the website. So the website sucks. Um, there were no stats. It was just a live feed. The game stopped, started like 10 minutes later than it was supposed to. I don't want to put anything against the the commentator. I think he was trying his best, but I don't think he had that much information to
0: talk about. We also and, said uh, Dante's name wrong. It's Brigida, oh, not not Brigida.
1: He said uh, he probably took that from uh, when I when when I announced him. So uh, I'll take the fall for that one. <laughs> if a fourth division team in Rochester can get two amazing announcers to show up for their games why can't the league get two guys to show up?
0: I am curious about what our home broadcasts are. I know I don't, I haven't heard anything about who's calling those games um, or who's, what company is handling that. But there's people here who can handle that and do a good job. Just if I find out that we're using that stupid robot camera, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm going to go up there and smash it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I hope not. I, it's, yeah, we've got enough people around here. It's not not that difficult to to get a basic camera set up and have have someone in the background switching it up. It, it's we have great programs for videography in Rochester. Get some of those kids.
0: And don't get me wrong. I think we give a shit. I think our front office cares. It's just a lack of of caring from the league from what I'm seeing. And I I don't know how how anybody thinks in the front office, but I can't imagine they're super thrilled with how things are going right now.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot there's a lot of scrambling. It's still it's definitely so what we said a month ago. It feels like this league was supposed to happen in 2023 when they told the Dworkins that the Dworkins said then we're not then we're going to join USL, and they said fuck okay we'll start the league. That's the only thing that makes sense as to why it was announced in December. The only reason why it makes sense that we had all these issues with players getting visas to play, our coaches getting visas, that the league didn't really exist until January or maybe even February. It feels like there's a lot of scrambling, and for a league that's existed for 25 years who's had a reserve league in the past, it feels like this shouldn't be happening.
0: And this isn't... And all this isn't coming from a, a place of where I think that we're too good for this league. I mean, we, we haven't won yet, so obviously we're not too good for this league. But from a fan perspective, we are too good for this league as it stands right now. We have people who travel to games. It blows people's minds that we, we are traveling for MLS 2 team games. We have people that pack bars for the at exchange. First game we had forty people. The last game we probably had like ten less than that for th- for this one.
1: And-, and this game was on Sunday at six, which is a terrible time for to get people to a bar.
0: I just I need to see more from the league to respect the passion that fans of this team are showing for this team, and it, it's just not being reciprocated in the way that I guess is appropriate.
1: I'm hoping that the late start that we've we've anticipated the team got but also that fucking qatar having a world cup line about being able to do it in the summer and then that screwing up all the leagues in the world so that everyone who normally just has a summer break every four years now they have to figure out how to do that in the winter and mls they do that by having the league start in early february um that that's caused a lot of the issues that we're seeing and that three months from now the camera situation gets fixed. We have people with the correct names on the website. The streams may have may start at the time they're supposed to.
0: And I know asking for a match replays is is too much at this point. I'm not even going to bother.
1: Well, what I would like is specifically is highlights that aren't just goals because last game the highlight was 58 seconds anyone watching that highlight because you can't watch the game anymore is not gonna is gonna think that the riders are shit because they lost 3-1 and not see that there were two goal line clearances that there were a bunch of other shots on goal a bunch of other shots that just went off goal and it was actually it was a pretty good game I think that's my that's my biggest annoyance is that there's no way to watch the games after for, for some reason. Then they spend no time at all making the games look like they were ever excited.
0: Well, I guess that's the, the crux of my anger is that if they don't even respect their own product enough to do these things, why should I, as a fan, respect it? Well,
1: that makes sense. <laughs> so didn't really get into this so the the open Cup game on Thursday if you're a season ticket holder already you can request tickets they, they're a little limited on seats. again it is at 4 pm which isn't optimal um, otherwise you uh, it's five dollars for a ticket for the first game which is nice if you haven't decided to go in on a full season ticket the the next league game that we have is against Chicago Fire 2. Did you want to go into that?
0: Yeah, I guess really all I'm looking for out of this game is, I mean, other than progress. I know uh, Will and Alien had a great game against New England. Um, just looking at his stats, his his XG was uh, 0.83. Um, and then actually his XG with the expected assists added on was 1.35. And he did cash in on that. So he had a great game. Batiz was looking good, and I just want to see how that front attacking core meshes more and how they bounce off each other.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that with watching the video that hopefully the team has, because obviously we don't have it, if the issues are as obvious to us as they are, then I'm sure that a Champions League coach has figured out a lot more in the last 24 hours than we than we ever will and can make some of those adjustments that are necessary.
0: And a lot of these defensive problems that we're seeing can be swept under the rug if we're cashing in on those goals.
1: Yeah, there was a shot in the first five minutes that should have been a goal. I still think it got way closer than it looked on camera. There was that bonkers back pass that created a a shot in the uh, three yards from goal that we didn't see on the the, uh, highlight reel for some reason that... It doesn't seem like the rule should be that everyone could just be three three yards away from the ball, but I guess the rules aren't meant for a back pass in the, in the penalty box.
0: So I guess my question to you is if if you're Bruno and you are as handsome as he is, what's your starting lineup that you throw out there? Do you make any changes or do you just kind of keep going with uh, what the standard's been so far?
1: I'd probably keep the players that we have, but run some stupid drills like three center backs and two of them are blindfolded and the other one has to tell them what to do. (laughs) And uh, just just get the communication up. The the biggest thing that I felt from the game is that it feels like the college players who kind of had to play on their own for the last four years are doing much better than the, the players coming from other pro teams who may have been anticipating things from other players that aren't happening. I want to get the same players just to try and gel together but I need to see some improvements over this week.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one because I would love to see Suarez get a shot but then it, it, what you just said is you run the same lineup and you know they got two games under their belt and you see what cuz they've made big progress from the first game to this last game. If the trend holds, they'll make even more progress this game. Against you know an amateur team who you should beat, but do you, do you sacrifice that for maybe trying something new that you would have against Chicago? It it's hard to really pinpoint what the right thing to do is.
1: I, I would almost say keep the same lineup and tell the players if 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 we're not if we're down or we're we're not up by three, we're switching you out at, at halftime.
0: I'll accept but that.
1: I'd take that. Give them some, just let them know that, hey, run your ass off because you're probably not playing in the second half anyway. And then after the Chicago Fire game, they've got a a week off. So run them ragged and then tell them they've got Monday and Tuesday off and maybe throw some of that Vardy money down and keep them in Chicago for a day or two to enjoy themselves.
0: Get a big team dinner at Nino's. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think that's already happened. I think that happens every night from what I've seen on Instagram.
0: <laughs> it is good though, and I, I hope we get that food truck over at the games because that would be uh nice. Yeah, um, I'll take down about eight tacos at once. Yeah, so
1: the good news too about the Chicago Fire 2 game is they also haven't won their ninth with our Rochester 10th. Um, so hopefully. It's a new. It's another completely new team, but they're not also going to be in MLS next year. So, I'd like to see a clean sheet, even if it's zero zero. So, what what is your expectation for the the Open Cup game and for the uh, Chicago Fire game?
0: Oh, buddy. Well, my expectation for the Open Cup game is that we win and we win easily.
1: Yeah. For for Lansdowne, I'm hoping for the Open Cup game. I'm hoping for two zero. For Chicago Fire. 2-1, 3-2. A win, but I'm willing to let in some goals.
0: I'd be okay with just letting in one goal. Yeah. That would be progress.
1: True. <laughs> uh, I, the uh, the other thing I think that we might have that's going to be tough tougher than either of us thought this year, with the roster moves that are possible, I think we're going to have some really good goalkeepers this year that we're going to be competing against. A lot of those third-choice goalkeepers that are still MLS quality, last year would just be sitting around. Now, they've got somewhere that they can easily play, and that's going to be against us.
0: Well, yeah, that's the standard that you have to beat. Like The New England goalkeeper made a lot of great saves. As a a player for our team, you have to beat him. I mean, the, it's, it's not going to get easier.
1: Well, on that dour
0: note, uh... <laughs> I know this whole this whole episode probably sounds negative as fuck. But yeah, so it, we're I, it, I just I, we're still positive about it. It's just at at this point, I I want to see a result. Is basically all I'm saying. Whether it's lands Lansdown- listen, if we beat Lansdowne and then lose to Chicago, I'm fucking around town whistling. I I yeah. I'm happy. I just need exactly. A- I'll win.
1: Yep, yeah, I I need to win, and I need to see progress. We need to win Open Cup, so I hate the term must-win. We had a must-win game. The U.S. Men's National Team had a must-win game against Canada that they lost, and then I'm like, well, are we out of the World Cup? It's like, no, we've got 11 games after this. Like, oh, okay. That's a must-win game. Chicago Fire, if we have to give up Chicago Fire because it's four days later and in Chicago, fine. Let's just keep and on it, making progress.
0: And it's not even an issue to lose or draw away games. If you win every home game and then you lose the majority of away games and, and sneak out a couple draws, you're still in the mix. That's still fine. Winning home games is important. And, it's, and yeah. I'm not even talking about for winning the league. That would be nice. I'm just talking about morale and having interest around town. You need to win home games.
1: People need to come away from the game. We'll give the seventh away just because that's that's a really early game for them. They need to come away from the game on the 23rd saying, I had a great time. This is a great team. There were some idiots to the right of us making noise the entire time, but I still enjoyed myself. Let's come back next week. Let's get season tickets. Let's get some of that merch that Matt keeps on talking about, but not showing us.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he's holding on to that.
1: We know the colors, but they are colors.
0: But yeah, yeah that that's it, like on a certain level. Yes, I want to win games because I want to compete in this league. But I do understand that winning at home specifically also helps the business side, which then thus continues the trend of this team and then gives it some sustainability to where in the future we can keep competing in the league.
1: Yeah, I, I think the this year was always going to be tough. They had what three employees two months ago or something. It's not unexpected the issues we're having right now, but the team keeps on improving. We haven't been blown out in any game despite the score lines. It's been shitty things happening making the score line the way it is. Yeah, it, it, they got to blow it out of the park, um, April twenty
0: third. I agree. So
1: I'm interested in how this one came out because we.
0: It's going to sound super negative.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I don't think but, it's unwarranted. So my closing thought for this week was that I know that we
1: probably came off a bit negative for a number of reasons. It's not just about the team. It's also about the league and some of our concerns that the league presented us and is now following up on and confirming but it also isn't helped by the fact that we uh we recorded this on a monday where the game was yesterday where the previous episode (laughs) we recorded six days after (laughs) so we're coming in a little bit hotter and than we normally would
0: most of my tone is directed at the league it might have come off like i was being negative on the team itself just because i'm still heated about uh Everybody getting kicked out. Um, But I'm excited for the game on Thursday. I know a bunch of us are going out. Uh, It's going to be a good time. It's really technically it's the first home game. It's not the whole thing, but it's technically the first home game. So I'm excited for it. It's a lot of anger directed at. We've waited four years for this to come back. Being in MLS Next Pro up until this point hasn't been great from a fan perspective. So that's where a lot of the frustration comes from.
1: It's also difficult because every time we do anything, people are like, Really? You're following an MLS Next Pro team?
0: And now. No, we're following the Rhinos who existed way before MLS Next Pro. We just happened to be in MLS Next Pro.
1: Yeah, but then we have to explain that and then people talk about it being a reserve league and all these other things and we're defending that and now we're losing some of that defense i don't think this is permanent i think this is all temporary we went over this multiple times over the podcast but right now it's kind of shitty i'm hoping in six months we look back on this episode and see how much better it was it is then so future mike won't be screaming into his microphone oh about... he
0: will he will it'll be about something else but he will but uh, even if we were winning every game and we were shutting teams out and bricking them eight nothing the concerns i have would still be there oh exactly I would, st- I would still be this upset about this stuff i would just also be on the side happy that we're winning but that combined with you know everything else that's going on it's it's one of those things.
1: Take a swig from your tiny beer, man.
0: <laughs> a little baby bottle. <laughs> All right. Anything else?
1: No. C- come out. Come out on uh, Thursday. Should be a good time.
0: Yeah, Thursday coming out to uh, MCC for Chicago. We're gonna be uh, at
2: Exchange again. Uh, coming out Okay. Hey, I'm the okay. Yeah, I'm seven packs. Okay. Cause these niggas they actin' like, uh, yeah. yeah. And these niggas they flex, yeah. yeah.